Well, the stage is set. North Carolina and Clemson are ready to face off. But will Drake May have what it takes? Been a little inconsistent so far on offense these last two games. But will he figure it out and beat Clemson? Number nine team in the country. I don't know. We got a lot of traps that could potentially set each team up. We'll talk about that with Alexander of Locked on Canes. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Alex Dono of Locked on Canes. Each and every day, we give you guys a great bit of news when it comes to your local teams, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. So we are appreciative of you making us your first listen each and every day. You can subscribe to our YouTube channels, and you can also talk to us on Twitter or our various platforms. So thanks so much for that. We have a lot of good things. It's championship week. North Carolina's facing off against Clemson. We knew this for a little bit, but now it seems both teams are stumbling to the finish line and who is going to figure out how to get one more win. It'll be exciting to talk about here on today's show, as well as some player of the year conversations. And, you know, there's a repeat offender here that we'll discuss on today's show. Alex, how are we feeling? How's it going? I'm doing great. And yeah, very well deserved for both Clemson and North Carolina. It's it's a little disappointing just for the sake of the conference that they both, you know, Clemson lost to South Carolina, UNC finished on two straight losses. I guess it's one of those things where you know for so long that you're going to be in the championship game. It's kind of hard to look at what's right in front of you. So it's, you know, it's not the best look in the world for the ACC, but I root for Miami. So who am I to talk? They're one of the most disappointing teams in the country. So there's not a whole lot I could say about that. You know, I think for Carolina, it would have been better for them to have a nail biting finish to where like one win would have propelled them into a coastal championship because it just seems like they were resting on being good. And the inconsistency started to rear its ugly head at the worst time, especially with some good defenses like NC State to me, very similar defense to Clemson. And I'm like, if you guys can't handle that, it's going to be a long Saturday in Charlotte. So I'm, I'm already nervous. But as we talk about predictions and we talk about players, one player we obviously have to start out with our ACC player of the year, Drake May, who is also the rookie of the year and an offensive player of the year. But he hasn't necessarily looked like that these past couple games against Georgia Tech and NC State. His offensive line hasn't given him much time. But, you know, when it comes down to it, the guy is still talented. He has all the chops to be really excellent. But what are your thoughts around conversation and murmurs that he might, you know, after this championship game and potentially bowl game, not stick around in Chapel Hill? Yeah, I, I, I hate it. I hate that noise. And it seems to be like it's just completely fan created and, and speculation because I, I see a lot, you know, when you when you follow ACC Twitter. Well, actually, it's worse when you follow SEC Twitter because they're the, <laughs> usually the ones who think they're entitled to any player that they like. And you start yeah. to see people like, what if? Drake may hits the transfer portal. And I think there have even been some articles on blogs written about it, but I think it's purely based on speculation. You know, I I think what allows people to use their imagination on some of this stuff is since like nowadays, so many things are fueled by NIL. I think it kind of makes people assume that, Oh, some huge program is going to like make him a big offer or something, but you, you notice, and you know, we're seeing a lot of players already, announcing their intentions to hit the portal even though it doesn't even open until December 5th a lot of guys are making their announcements and 
you tend to see these announcements being made by players who don't like their situation, right? You're playing behind somebody else or, you know, you're on a team that's just not like the right scheme fit for you. Uh, whereas I, I don't see any of that with Drake May. I, I see him putting up some of the best numbers I've seen on a, a team that's really good. I mean, okay, they're not in the college football playoff, but they've they've got a chance to win their conference uh, this weekend, which would be really impressive for a team that, uh, you know, they're the coastal and rest in peace coastal because this is, you know, the, the final season. The ACC Coastal is always the hardest predict to predict because it was supposed to be Pitt or Miami. North Carolina wasn't supposed to be the team winning yeah. the Coastal, and, and here they are. But I, I Drake May is in an awesome situation, right? He's got, yeah. a, he's got a coach and a coordinator and an offense that brings out the best in him. If, if he were to go anywhere, you're risking just not being in the perfect fit that you're in now. So I, I would imagine he's staying. Absolutely. And I just think you become an afterthought in the SEC win here. You're clearly very much the man. Not only that, your brother is a legend at UNC. Luke May hitting that shot against Kentucky. Nobody ever forgets that. Your dad played football here. Your mom was a superstar athlete in the North Carolina area. So I don't think that he's going anywhere. Crazier things have happened, but that one would catch me certainly by surprise. But he is going to have to lead this offense to do a little bit better than they have these past two games. And I don't think he can just rest on Anton Green and Josh Downs, but Josh Downs especially, you know, throughout this matchup. Do you feel like North Carolina's offense can get it back or you know Drake is starting to show those freshman flaws a little bit yeah I, I don't know I, I think that once you start to uh to get towards the end of a season and your team doesn't have a whole lot to play for but they do have a lot to play for this week and I think he can bounce back and if anything like like we have all year I I worry, I think, more about UNC's defense and, and complimentary football than I would about their offense. Like, there have been times throughout the season, credit to them because they cleaned it up throughout the year, but there have been times this season when Clemson's defensive secondary has looked vulnerable. You know, everyone goes back to the game. I think it was in October against Wake Forest when uh, they were just shredded yeah. through the air by the Demon Deacons, al although they were able to win the game in OT. So, you know, if, if, if anyone else in this conference can – can shred uh, a defense even maybe even better than Hartman did. It's Drake May. So uh, yeah. I, I, I'm expecting North Carolina's offense to keep this one competitive. And, yeah. you know, I think that this is, you're going to have talented players on, on both offenses, right? I mean, you, you mentioned the usual suspects for North Carolina, and you know, I'm, I'm really impressed by Will Shipley. was able to watch him in person. I was also able to watch Drake May in person. I was very impressed. I, you know, Clemson's the better overall team. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, there's a reason why they're seven and a half point favorites in this one by pretty much all of the sports books out there. But, you know, it's still it's not it's not the same Clemson we've seen in recent years. Uh, you know, they they fumble a lot. They make some mistakes. I mean, DJ Weungalale is is far from perfect. He's big. He's athletic. He's tough. Like what never surprises me when he goes out there and has a good game because the guy is just a specimen. He is huge. He's fast. Mm -hmm. He's going to run you over, but he's also going to put the ball on the turf and throw interceptions yeah. from time to time. So <laughs> that, that's kind of the total package with him. That's what you get. A hundred percent. I do think ball security is going to be an issue for them. But, you know, you mentioned Will Shipley. Drake May was sitting here saying, I'll meet you in the championship game. He spoke it into existence. So if there's anything that you need on Twitter right now, Alex, go ahead and put that tweet out there for the world. You know, Miami figuring out how to be a good team next season. You know, crazier, crazier things have happened, right? I well, also they continue to recruit well. So we'll see. Hey, we'll see if hey. that translates finally. Exactly. And I think with Will Shipley, that UNC defense, right? you're going to have to figure out how to stop him, that run defense 
for UNC has been terrible all season. That's going to be their pain point. But when you look at North Carolina, I know Drake May has a great arm, but you're going to have to utilize Elijah Green. You're going to have to figure out, can these guys run? They're going to have to because you have to show, mix up a little bit of this offense to keep Clemson on its toes because those guys on the front are lethal and they're certainly going to give you a long day. Yeah, and yeah, right. You're right about that. I mean, Clemson's <laughs> Clemson's defensive front. It's it's it, as they always seem to be under Dabo. They're just loaded with first round NFL talent, right? Yeah. It's like every year. It's like how, how many Clemson D linemen went in the first round? Like three, four. Like it's, yeah, it, it's always that way up front with them. So uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm expecting I'm expecting probably the better the better defensive side is going to prevail in this one. But this is this is one of the more intriguing ACC championship games. I mean, like last year with Clemson not being involved, it just didn't really have the same sizzle to it. And that was one. And it's kind of interesting how like the Atlantic division was so much more competitive through most of the year than the coastal was. But then at the end of the day, the team that pretty much everyone picked to win the division ended up, you know, the cream rise uh, rose to the top there in the case of Clemson where, You know, NC State, uh, even Syracuse and Wake Forest made it feel interesting for a while. But, you know, Clemson are who they are. It's 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 honestly it's disappointing that they're not you know going to be in the college football playoff to not have yeah. ACC representation. It, it, it's a bummer, but it's still I, I think it was still a good year for the league overall. Absolutely. And I also think like going into this matchup, Drake or not Drake, Dabo Sweeney loves nothing more than to be have a negative storyline. I think he loves nothing more than to be like, hey, they counting us out. They they think we can't do it. We still don't have the stuff. Let's demolish. And so I'm like, I'm feeling bad for North Carolina because I think they're going to get blown out of the water. I'm hoping that's not the case. You know, as a homer, I'm hoping that's not not the case. I'm hoping it is, you know, seven or closer, but I'm just like holding my breath because we don't want to, you don't want to play a pissed off good team, which is Clemson, right? And they, they know they should have beat South Carolina last week. And so it's going to be very challenging for North Carolina to try and, you know, get the emotions involved and make sure that they come up big. Cause they're going to have to hope that Clemson makes some mistakes. Yeah. And I also, I, I never want a blowout in a conference <laughs> title. It's just such a bummer. Like it, yeah. and, and if it involves my team, then yeah, I'd like a blowout on my side. Sure. But if yeah. it involves anyone else, I just want a good game. Absolutely. And I think it also hurts just the idea of the coastal and how we've been talking about the coastal and who we could go on all day. But if you guys are wanting to put in your predictions again, Clemson is currently minus seven and a half against North Carolina, the ACC championship game that will happen on Saturday night. At 8 p.m. on ABC, make sure you guys hit up betonline.net, your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Listen, if you love sports podcasts, if you love to just get in on football, basketball, soccer, or esports, especially soccer, go football, go USA, all the things, you had to hit up betonline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Are you a betting man when it comes to soccer, Alex? Are you into soccer? I, I'm very into okay. soccer, actually. My my father is from Italy, so oh, obviously I'm, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that the Italian national team missed the World <laughs> Cup for the second straight time, which is you know the country they've won four World Cups, which is almost as much as anyone else in the world. Yeah. Yet they keep missing World Cups, but. Yeah, actually, uh, I I haven't been betting a lot on this World Cup only because it's like so much so early in the morning. It's like maybe some of the (laughs) afternoon games here and there, but uh, I'm totally into it and I get my fix on bet online. 
I love that. I I'm getting into soccer. I'm more, I think women's soccer has always been more my thing just from being in North Carolina. And like, that's all that's huge. But I, I love cheering when it's, when it's time, like, all right, I might not be able to keep up with the years, but Hey, it's, it's USA soccer time. All right, cool. Let's go. Or I like seeing teams like Senegal and Ghana and like these random teams that, you know, that's really, like, I just like the country energy. Like when people get really invested to what they've got going on, well, certainly we'll need to have people rallying the troops for their respective programs. As I mentioned, UNC and Clemson will be facing off here, but there are people that have won some big-time awards here in the ACC that are not just on Carolina and Clemson's teams, but nonetheless, they do have top dogs. As I mentioned, player of the year did go to Drake May by a mile. He came out of nowhere at all tense and purposes. I know going into the season, I had a lot of questions about who was going to be the quarterback. I think, you know, it was a fake competition between Drake and Jacoby Criswell. But, you know, when you think about the last two games, do you think – that those took him out of conversations for Heisman to where he won't even get an invitation? Or can we still kind of give him that nod to say, good season despite these hiccups? I think with the numbers he put up, I, I think if 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 they make the right decision, I think he should be invited. But I, I think based the, the last couple – I mean, he was such a long shot all along. He just yeah. wasn't getting the respect he deserved all season. So it's like he was already a long shot, and then the last couple of games probably – killed his chances of actually hoisting the trophy but i you know he, he's put put up comparable numbers to any great quarterback in the country in the last several years so i i feel like he deserves at least that respect uh of you know being on stage but he's not actually going to get to the podium but it's you know well-deserved acc player of the year i mean i you know, I had a chance to watch uh, him in person to my to Miami's misfortune I got to watch Drake May in person and you know there at times in the second half Miami was able to make him make a few freshman mistakes but he was virtually flawless in the first yeah. half and it's just my type of quarterback where they're just such dual threats where it's hard to even say is he more dangerous through the air is he more dangerous through the ground you just pick your poison with him and he's so big and strong. Uh, so, you know, it's just uh, that, 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 that's the prototypical quarterback for me. Like you have to have a guy like that, I believe, in 2022 to really compete for conference championships or national championships. A thousand percent agree with that one. And then when we look at some other guys who are in the conversation for player of the year, Izzy Abinacondo, who we're trying to free from Pittsburgh, but, you know, he's he's holding it down for them. Zay Flowers out of Boston College, Jordan Travis from Florida State, Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, and Kalaja Kansi from Pittsburgh. A lot of, you know, offensive guys there who all of the same got nods for offensive player of the year. But talking about defensive player of the year, the winner being Kalaji Kansi, which is a very close race between him and Yasir Abdullah from Louisville between 19 and 17 votes. We also had Drake Thomas get some votes from NC State. Jared Verse, Charlie, Charlie Thomas, Cedric Gray from North Carolina, Cam Kitchens from Miami, Tyler Davis from Clemson, and Miles Murphy. And when we talk about Clemson, we're talking about championship game. Were you surprised? Let's start with these bottom here, you know, to, for Tyler Davis and Miles Murphy to get such few votes for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, I, I was actually because it's like you, you would think to be on a defense that good, you should give, you know, maybe a little bit more of a nod uh, to the players on that team. Uh, you know, a, a guy that, uh, I didn't look at like his season numbers as a whole, but I'll tell you watching Clemson this year, um, 
the the guy who impressed me most going up against Miami because I you know he was getting his name called on every single defensive play Jeremiah Trotter Jr. with Clemson I thought he was super impressive yeah, yeah. in person so that that was another one you know again I, I don't I don't know about his whole body of work this season but he he jumped off the page for me watching him play uh, th- this year but yeah I'm, I'm surprised that uh, that some of these guys didn't didn't get more love but I, I do think it was deserved for Cansey I mean he yeah. had. He had a fantastic year, probably the best year overall. And we talk about coastal teams and everyone rots on the coastal so much, but there are a lot of guys on this page. I'm looking at Cansey. I'm looking at Thomas out of Georgia Tech. I'm looking at Kitchens out of Miami. And I'm sitting here saying there's some studs. As much as people want to talk, you know, bad about the coastal and how they're, you know, they don't have numbers stacked and the records don't necessarily reflect how good they are. I still think there are dogs on, on those respective programs, especially Cam Kitchens. Cam Kitchens. He's honestly been one of my favorite players to follow this season. And I just like like, I hate that Miami is just getting such a bad rap because we just expected so much more. And I hate that I have to do this to you, Alex. But, like, what is going on there? I've heard a lot of rumors. I heard a lot of moms, you know, trying to get into things. Everybody getting their feelings. And, like, it's just a new, new age of college athletics for sure. Well, as far as, like, the, the parents complaining on social media, I think that's the exact thing that they need to rid the program of, right? Yeah. And, and it's, like, it, it, it's hard to say it because, like, it's it's not necessarily, like, the son's faults that the parents are like that, but you just, you need to get that drama away from your program. And, you know, unfortunately for, for the young men whose parents were publicly complaining, it is, it's a reflection on them at the end of the day. And and really they're the ones who are going to have to, you know, to reap the inconveniences that come with that. But I I can definitely sing the praises of of Cam Kinchins. He was one of the few bright spots on just a really poor team because that's, you know, Miami is a bad football team right now and they're, they're trying to make it better, but they were horrible. But, you know, Cam, he, I didn't know until this season because I I covered him a little bit last year as a freshman, but I, I didn't get to know him as well last year. I didn't realize just what a film junkie he is. Um, I don't think he has any hobbies, <laughs> which is a, a great thing for a football player if that's your life dream because sure. he he never leaves the film room. Um, you know, one of the most interesting you know conversations that Cam had with the media this season was it was you know, a couple days after uh, the Georgia Tech game where he had three interceptions in a single game, and you know he was asked to kind of talk through his ints and the way he was able to describe them in such detail like what he was seeing you know the coverages and and you know how he was reading the quarterback's eyes and and it just it was unbelievable like wow this guy gets it like he it, it's like reading the matrix right when morpheus is like oh yeah there's a woman in a red dress walking about like you're just seeing all those green numbers on, on the screen that that's that's the way that he looks at football and I I just I didn't know enough about him last season when he was a freshman to realize just what an academic he is for the game Uh, and you know he kept his head up all year Um, you know there were there were a lot of Miami players that are are talented but you know as as the the team got worse throughout the year a, a lot of these players just got worse kind of as a byproduct of that where Kinchins was the opposite. As the year went on, he would get a little bit better with just about every game this season. So I I think that's a testament to his attitude and to his hard work. And I've said this a couple times on Locked on Canes, that if they can find, you know, 22, 30 guys like Cam Kinchins, they'd be, and I'm not even, he's obviously talented, but even beyond the talent, if they can find, you know, 22 guys, 22 starters that just approach the the way, uh, the way that he approaches games, the team would be a lot better for it. 
A thousand percent. And as we look into the way too early, you know, going into next season, and we'll end this with a championship talk, but just in terms of not having the Coastal anymore, Miami figuring out ways how to get back. We've seen it sort of with Florida State, the big brand name, the big brand program starting to really, you know, back up on the, back it up on the field. I mean, Jordan Travis, Tyler Van Dyke, or whoever the quarterbacks want to be, how excited are you to see maybe some of those big name ACC programs maybe turn it around going into next year, especially with no divisions. Yeah. Um, Florida state is obviously on the way up and I think they're, they're continuing uh, to do that. Um, you know, obviously you've got a program like Georgia tech, who's a little bit behind on that, but it was, you know, I think it's, it's good that they took the interim tag off coach key and they're giving him an opportunity to build that thing up. Cause obviously Georgia tech has been very inconsistent since Paul Johnson was there running that 1930s offense that you know, I'm glad that they moved on from, but they were, you know, <laughs> they were consistently a lot better during those days uh, before, before uh, Collins got there. Uh, but, you know, I think that's a team that's going to take a while. I'm wondering how, like if Syracuse can kind of build on the great first half to the season that they just had, um, I think uh, with with a team like North Carolina, I think we've learned over the last few years that we we have to treat them with more respect because they yeah. always seem to be forgotten before the season starts. And then they throughout the year remind you how good they are. I think Duke is an up and coming program as well. And I know that uh, that Duke is certainly a, a show favorite here on Locked on ACC. So I think yeah. that's going to continue. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering um, if if Clemson, who, you know, they're still they're probably going to win an ACC championship even on they're still kind of on like continuing the sort of their version of a down year <laughs> from last year are they going to get like right back on top of college football because you know they're uh, they're they got a top 10 recruiting class right now but they're not in that like top three top five territory that we're in for so long so I'm wondering how they're going to kind of close out national signing day because it seems to me like Dabo is so like old school with the way he kind of approaches the whole NIL landscape. I just, yeah. I wonder if he's kind of built for 2022 recruiting because, mm. and, and listen, a lot of people would probably say like, I love how he is so like old school and he doesn't want to associate with that. But at the same time, if you don't embrace that, you might get left behind with the way yep. things are going. So I wonder if that's going to kind of hurt Clemson's team building. But um, I, I can tell you this to kind of sum up my point on this. Mm -hmm. My feelings on ACC football today compared to four or five months ago, I feel so much better about the league because when okay. we started, when we started to see, you know, last summer, you know, more teams jumping, you know, from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten and everything going on with the SEC, I was one of those people. And listen, it may still play out this way. I don't know. But I was one of these people who just thought, you know, ACC football is going to get left behind and mm -hmm. that, you know, you're going to be completely irrelevant once the Big Ten is about to become a super conference and the SEC is going to become even bigger when, yeah. you know, Oklahoma and Texas join. Like if, if the ACC is going to be completely irrelevant, I I don't feel as bad about it right now as I did then. Right. I, I feel a little bit better about the way that things are trending. Yeah. And, you know, I'm honestly glad that Ohio State got whooped this past weekend because I was like, OK, Big Ten likes to talk all this big cash ish. And I'm just happy that, you know, they still can expose some of these, quote unquote, really dominant schools as being regular schmegular like everybody else so that was nice to see and you know championship week is what it is we know that Clemson and North Carolina aren't necessarily playing for bigger implications but there certainly is bowls happening for both of them win or lose and I think that ultimately you know we do want to see a good matchup for the sake of the conference
conference. And if you were to give your predictions today as it stands, who would you have winning the 2022 ACC championship game? Um, Clemson. <laughs> not, not, I, I don't know. Like you, you'd mentioned something about potentially a blowout. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that this North Carolina team is good enough to hang around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you consider like 10 points to be a blowout. I wouldn't, I, I think yeah. Clemson's probably going to win by like 10 or 11 points. I, I think they'll cover that seven and a half point spread, but I think it's going to be a somewhat entertaining game and then we'll see. I'd guess that would probably get them in an orange bowl against, you know, a pretty good, SEC team. I don't have the SEC standings in front of me. Obviously, you're going to have some, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll face like Alabama or something in, in an mm-hmm. Orange Bowl game. It could play out something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that North Carolina will make it a game. I think it's ultimately we've been talking all week about like the secondary for Clemson and how they struggle and all the things. And I'm like, this is going to be the game where they become, you know, ball hawks and they just, you know, everything that Drake may throws at them, they're going to be able to have that 50 50 ball action. They're going to have the game of their life. That's, you know, that's just how it goes, right? You get excited about you, you pick apart one, you know, uh, position group, and then they end up being, like, the best of the night. So I just want to see a good game. I'll be in Charlotte, you know, being able to root on my – this will be my second ACC championship game. Oh, I'm so, I'm so envious. For that. I, yeah. I'd love to go – I've liked, I've, I've been uh, – and I just – North Carolina is a beautiful state. I've, yeah. I've never – I've never caught a game in North Carolina, but I, I have I have visited up there uh, th- this time of year, and it's it's nice. It's like because you actually feel because the the problem with South Florida is we have one season and it's summer, <laughs> so it's 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 nice to see like it's yeah. nice to see some some like you know in the fall it's nice to see some fallen leaves. It's yep. nice to you know. To get some snow every now and then, we have, yeah. we have one season here. <laughs> you get you get all the elements of North Carolina, that's for sure. It's going to be cold. The Pitt fans were very much in their element down there. Who knows what South Carolina fans. I was in Charleston over Thanksgiving visiting my uh, newly born niece, and so I was like, it's a little warm here, borderline hot. So who knows? Maybe the shivers will help, you know, give Carolina the advantage. But when it's all said and done, I hope, I'm hoping like you, it's a, it's a good game. Alex, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Can you please remind these folks of where they can find you, follow your work? It's my pleasure. And yeah, I've I've already turned the page on Miami's terrible season. And we're basically a football recruiting slash soon to be basketball channel for the foreseeable future. And the football recruiting, the, the block has been hot. Uh, Miami landed a four-star flip from Michigan, Collins nice. of Chiampong, who was actually, the, the, those who have watched Locked on Canes for the last several months, this was one of my favorite players uh, in the summer for the class of 2023. When he committed to Michigan, I was so sad. Yeah. And then Miami <laughs> was able to flip him. So now I'm so happy. So, yeah, we talk a lot of recruiting. Locked on Canes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube. That's where you can find us. Love it. Guys, come back tomorrow. We'll have final betting predictions. Maybe we'll see some big money op- opportunities with Jersey Drake from Locked on Seminoles. And we'll talk a little bit about those Florida State Seminoles being ranked because, you know, it's been high time. So we're glad to be able to get some positive news for him. For Candace Cooper and Alex Dono, until next time.